Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities, and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday, and enjoy the talk. Siddhartha, uh, a man, 
that is historically certain time and place in history, uh, Siddhartha became uh, the Buddha, uh, which is something universal. So a human being became something universal. And I got distracted a little bit here. I thought I heard something, <laughs> but okay. So, what now? Let's elaborate on this a little bit. What does it mean for some something relative, you know, human being? became something absolute, something universal. That's a tremendous transformation. Mm -hmm. Where a person, a human being, becomes something universal. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then the little Buddhist take on Easter is that uh, uh, something like um, when all Christians observe Easter as a religious observance they might think it took place long ago okay, in a certain place you know, uh, Jesus carried the cross to Calvary and and he, he he was tied up there and so forth as though the significance of this was uh it was a very significant historical event but the point that my father goes on to make is that you know as a spiritual a spiritual aspect of it Easter is not the resurrection of Christhood in an individual Christian's mind and heart, then it has no religious spiritual significance at all. Now, isn't that an interesting take? Because most, well, I, I shouldn't say, but maybe most Christians... They're observing Easter as a uh, historical event, space and time, different place, different country, long time ago. But its but its spiritual significance is that Christhood should be resurrected in each individual's heart, each individual Christian's heart. That's the thing the significance of Easter. You see? Um, in the same way, if any kind of Buddhist observation, observance is it, <laughs> celebrated, a religious holiday, let's say, you know, <clears throat> uh, Bodhi Day in December when, uh, oh, it's kind of interesting too, 
that the different schools, two, two major schools of Buddhism, Theravada, the way of the elders, and then, you know, historically later, Mahayana uh, tradition evolved, that the, the calendars used are different. And in the Mahayana tradition, the three major relig- Buddhist religious holidays of uh, Siddhartha's birth and enlightenment and then passing away, you know, are observed on three different dates. Whereas in the Theravada tradition, according to the calendar used, all three are observed in the first full moon in May. So in this sense, uh, we could say that uh, the aspect of Siddhartha Gautama, historical person, became something ahistorical, something universal, something beyond time uh, to become a Buddha. And its significance, spiritual significance, is that it's not an observance for Buddhists all over the world to say, oh, this was a great event in Buddhist history. No. The significance is, is that Buddhahood has to be resurrected in each Buddhist follower's heart and mind. Huh? Just like the significance of Easter is that Christhood should be resurrected in the Christ, every individual Christian's heart and mind. Yeah? And that's the same for any Buddhist observance, historical observance. That boom, it's not something in a different space and time, but its spiritual significance is that, well, is Buddhahood being resurrected in the individual mind and heart? This is a significant Buddhist interpretation of religious experience, religious uh, holiday observances, and so forth. I said, wow, that's, that really affected me when I read this article by my father, and I always will remember it, okay? And I think it marks uh, a very big, a very large uh, difference in orientation, approach, attitude toward major religious observances from not just a historical event to something that has to have individual impact and meaning in an individual spiritual growth in life. Because if, if you observe some big religious observance and you know you don't have a personal impact, hey, hey, you know, there's something completely external to you. Oh, buy a new Easter outfit and do all these things. But if there's no personal impact, then no spiritual significance whatsoever. This was a, I won't say a revelation to me, 
but I remember I was looking around for the article. Must I'm not sure in what book it occurred in my father's writings, but um, I remember he said, "Well, this is the Buddhist interpretation of Easter." Okay, and uh, he talks about uh, when Jesus carried the cross up to Calvary, and you know, and he is crucified. Okay, and then became resurrected. Okay. What does this, uh, well, I don't want to say symbolize, or what is the impact of this? Now, I think it's interesting. When we were in Chicago, uh, at, uh, sometimes we had interfaith e- e- events, and... Um, One of them was about uh, interpretation of religious observances, and um, a comparison about uh, the impact of, of observances. And like I said, there's a, you could almost call it a 180 degree difference and whether you're looking at something external that is, oh, this is a historical event, very important, you know, and all kind of uh, trappings go with it. Uh, Easter meal, Easter clothes, (laughs) all these things, very festive, okay? But if you miss the spiritual significance, oh, what's it all about, okay? And Carl Tillich was making the same point when he said, this is why Jesus became Christ. That's what it's about. Okay. Then my father adds, well, that means, that means that you as a human being, since Jesus was a human being, you can have Christ resurrected in your mind and heart. Whoa, huh? Isn't that a well, not a twist, but a perspective that adds something? And I might, I might add, this kind of interpretation, Buddhist interpretation of Easter, is something that Buddhist, in a sense, in a sense, offers to Christians, so that Christians could become better Christians. You know, sometimes when I used to uh, ask to speak to a a Christian church, sometimes I would start with the fact that what is the purpose of giving a talk here? And the purpose, uh, you you could frame this... um, well, a long time ago, if Christians heard uh, a non-Christian uh, clergy give a t- talk to, at their church, there was a lot of uh, suspicion, you know, well, I've got to find out what the enemies, what they're doing, what, how they see things. Okay. I think we've gone beyond that in terms of public uh, outreach and so forth. They don't see other religions as the enemy. Okay. 
But then the, the, uh, the interest turns uh, to educational. I said, well, it's good to learn about other religions, and we could compare and contrast with our own and maybe understand our own better through the comparison. Okay. I think that's the uh, most common current attitude okay, uh, of a Christian congregation when they invited, uh, say, a Buddhist uh, speaker. So, well, let's let's learn about what Buddhism has to offer in terms of different. What, you know, what are they about? Okay, just educationally, but not as an enemy necessarily. But then there is another attitude that uh, could underlie interfaith dialogue, and that is where you say, where I would say, the first thing I would say when I'm going to start speaking, because there might be some, eh, maybe on guard is too, is too too strong of a word, but not that they're on guard against this stranger with different beliefs, but 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 I disarm that, but I say, first thing I say is, well, uh, Buddhists, as far as Buddhists are concerned, I'm giving this t- talk about Buddhism, and there are some teachings in there that if you took them to heart, it would make you a better Christian. And if that happens, then Buddhism was working good. We don't care about the, oh, well, the label Buddhist or conversion and converts and all this. That's not the part of Buddhism. Okay? They can't relate to that because part of the Christian um, faith, part of the Christian life is being um, uh, spreading their religion. Okay? And that's not involved in Buddhism. Buddhism says, well, take what you can from what the teachings are offered. Make it a better you. Whatever you is, if it's a, as a Christian, yeah. Hey, if through studying Buddhism you become a better Christian or a Muslim becomes a better Muslim or a Jew becomes a better Jew, Buddhism did its job, so to speak. And this right away disarms and reorients a listening audience when I go to speak to a, a Christian church. Okay. My job is not to say, oh, I, I want to show you how good Buddhism is and maybe convert you. No, 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 no. Huh? Um, so I found that a very effective way because then they say, hey, okay. completely different attitude toward what they hear. Okay. When I say, hey, Maybe you might some, find something of value here that will make you a better Christian. How about that? Okay. Something along those lines. How Buddhist view Easter? You could sort of get the message. Okay. And this is a gift that I received from my father when he talked about this. And he had a lot of good uh, Christian clergy friends, you know, Homer Jack was a famous, at the locally famous uh, Unitarian and People's Church, and they traded uh, pulpit giving talks and 
each other's pulpits many times, okay? And they had a, a, a wonderful relationship. So uh, these were my thoughts on this Easter day, and that's all for today's broadcast. And until next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.